Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Outbreak Podcast. Um, I do want to make a disclosure that I know this episode is a few days late. I've just been dealing with some personal issues. And that is my bad. Um, I want to segue over to, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at GamingOnDoBrink or at Derek. It goes by one of those two. Um, you can also follow me on Facebook. Um, I do want to talk about NBA 2K21 because I did uh, get a chance to get it. I got it on re- release day, um, and uh, which was last Friday. Uh, and I've had some time to play the My Career mode and some stuff. I haven't really touched the My G League mode. This is just something I really don't play all the, too much, and I don't really play the park and the, you know the pro am. And the rec center. I don't really play all those modes. I just usually play the my career story mode. Um, I do have to say I did like the prelude uh, story uh, storyline. I thought it was pretty cool. But as far as the storyline goes, that's all I can say nice about it. Because I do feel like... It is a step backwards because usually after, you know, you go through the prelude. I'm not going to give away any of the story beats for people that still haven't got the uh, game. Um, I I, I usually like to wait until like the third week to start talking about spoilers and storylines that happens throughout the the story. Um, But... I, this is not even so much a, I don't consider so much a spoiler, but I just don't like that after the prelude, and maybe this is a spoiler, you guys can let me know, uh, and I can correct it for the future, um, I don't like the fact that after you do the prelude, that there is no more story, essentially. Has with previous entries after you did the prelude and stuff, the story continued, you know, throughout the season. At least your first season, anyway, it, it, the story continued. Has with this one, it does not. I, I don't know if that was due to the ongoing issues, you know, with the coronavirus, if that, you know, affected their scheduling to do some more stuff after the prelude. Um, had ended, I don't know, maybe it was always intended to be that way, but I do feel like that is a little bit of a step backwards, and I, maybe they're holding off for a better micro for the PlayStation 5 version, um, and I mean, and that is totally possible, it is totally possible that they, they did the bare bones micro mode. For this PS4 version. Because they know the next. With the launch of the next gen consoles. We're going to have an even better micro mode. That is totally possible. Uh, it would not surprise me. Because if you if anybody remembers. Uh, when we was going from the 3. To the 4. Uh, the PS3 ver- version of it. And the Xbox 360 version of it. Were the bare bones version of the, the curve mode. You got, like, the Rookie Showcase, you did all that, and you just played games. 
has when you the first release of NBA game on the PS4, they got upgraded more realistic my career mode experience. And I know a lot of people still remember that, and that could be what they they are planning to do for 2K21 for the upgraded version of it. I don't know, but I do think that it is a potentially that's what they're doing. Uh, if it is, it's, it's fine, you know, that's their choice to do that, um, I just feel like, if you're going to do that, just, let, just tell people, it doesn't need to be no grand secret that, you know, it is going to have a better career mode than the current gen consoles. That there's just something you should tell people. I don't I said I've said it for day one that I disagreed with the fact that and I also kinda of defended it a little bit. But I I do disagree with the fact that the hundred dollar edition is the only way you could have gotten the upgraded version. You know, it's it's two K it's more more of a way for them to make money off the off the game because they especially for people that know that they're going to play the PlayStation Five version, why not just sell a hundred dollars? I kind of wish I would I would have in the grand scheme of things since I do plan on playing it. I don't know why I didn't, um, and I don't think there's any way to upgrade your current edition to. You know, next gen console without, you know, paying for uh, the the digital deluxe edition again. So I'm just gonna wait until it releases on five. I'm, I'll rebuy it that way. Um, I didn't buy no VC for my my uh, my my player. I just I grinded it. I'm grinding it out. Uh, which which is fine. You know. The the graphics seem slightly approved. It's nothing you know too noticeable. They did add the uh, pro stick, which you can shoot with the right trigger. Um, I've tried it out. I'm not a fan of the right trigger myself. I I don't like that feature. I just use the direct uh, the square button to shoot. I've always used the square button to shoot. Uh, I just find it more easier to time your shots better with that than the pro stick. I do think the pro stick was a useless feature that sh that should never been added. Um, right before I did start this podcast, they did release an update for NBA 2K21. I don't know what the update is for. It just says for general improvements. And stability fixes. Uh, I'm do. I am going to give credit to uh, one person, a YouTuber named by the name of Chris Move, had pointed out that he felt that ankle breakers were turned off, that they just wasn't uh, triggering because they hadn't turned off. Not very well could be. Maybe this uh, update that just came out 
was the, uh, well, I can't say just came out, but it's probably been out for a few hours now. Um, they came out today, fixes that, they finally turned on ankle breakers. So for anybody that likes to break people's ankles, you know, that's, that's going to be a really good fix. Um, I do like the neighborhood. I like how it's different. I like how it's different from every other neighborhood that they have done for the last several years. I do like the beach feel of it. I think that is really cool and, and a really cool, neat feature that they added. Um, everything is, of course, moved around since it's a different, like, kind of, like, location. Uh, it may take you a while to get used to it. Um, you know, as far as, like, really, as far as, like, VC, earn your, and earn a VC, uh, through the micro, but it's not really that, it's not really too much. They give you, usually, even when I first started my first game, I was earning around seven to eight hundred VC a game, if not almost a thousand. So I ne- I've never felt like the really the need to buy VC. Um, I wanted to, but you know, since I bought the standard edition, and I know I'm going to get the PlayStation Five version. Um, there's really no need to buy the VC. Uh, my my. Advice, in my opinion, is for anybody that bought the standard edition, and they know that they're going to buy the PlayStation Five version, and let's just say the uh, PS Five version of, and this applies to Xbox people too. If the, if NBA Two K Twenty One releases on launch days for the consoles, and you bought the standard editions, just wait. Until the next gen versions come out to buy the VC. I mean, f- to apply to your characters because, for again, far as what I have heard, your characters will will be reset. Everybody's gonna be back on the even playing field. Maybe the thing the article I read was wrong. I and that could be. Um, but everything is going to be reset. So you're going to have to restart the career mode over. You're going to have to grind everything out. So. I mean. It's fine if you bought the. The mama edition already. And you already spent that VC on your character. So I do think your VC. Is a tie to your account. So your VC will carry over. From what I heard. I could be wrong about that too. But I mean if. If you've already spent, what was it? I think you got like 130,000 VC with the Mom Edition. If you already spent that, and you're the type of person that now that you got you get your guy to the max level that you, you can go to the you know a certain point, and you can easily by time uh, the next gen consoles come out, you can easily have 40, the 50, the 60,000 VC saved up. Especially if the type of person, if you already went through first season, you're on your next contract, you earn even more VC, probably like two, uh, two to three thousand VC a game, and you can just keep doing that until you get back up to hundred thirty thousand. So by the time next gen launches, you can just use that to build up your your new guy on, on the next gen consoles. Uh, I do want to segue into uh, 
we have finally found out the price of the Xbox One X. It is going to be four ninety nine. A lot of pe- a lot of places, articles, and YouTubers have talked that from what they have heard, the good solid price was going to be four nine uh, four nine nine, and that's exactly what turned out. The Xbox uh, Series S, which is a less powerful version of the X, um, is going to be priced at two ninety nine, which is not a bad little price. Um, but now, the ball is now in Sony's court. Sony hasn't released their official price of either the digital or the, you know, PlayStation 5 with the disc drive. So, we are waiting to learn that price. We do know that this Wednesday coming up, that there is a PlayStation 5 event. I would... I would figure, and my prediction is that they will release the release date and the price of both consoles at the event. My prediction on the price, and I'm going to give my prediction right right now. My prediction for the PlayStation 5 Digital Edition is going to be $299. I don't think so Sony is going to go any lower than two ninety nine. Um, but I do think for their PlayStation Five with the disc drive, I think Sony could potentially take a price loss on it and try to undercut Microsoft by releasing their console at three ninety nine. Because a lot of people had expected that once Microsoft came out with it, some people expected that Sony would, that day, announce an official price for their console. But they haven't. Unless they was thinking about something. Maybe they'd go ahead and release their uh, PS5 with a disk drive for four ninety nine. I Again, I am my prediction is $399. they will take a $100 loss on the console. To try to get more people to get the console. Um, but it's like a few YouTubers I watched, and pe- people was talking about when, when Microsoft and Sony comes out with these consoles, they're losing money on these consoles. And for a few years, they take losses on these consoles because they have to produce so many of them, and it costs a lot of money just to produce one. And you know they have to mass produce these consoles by the hundreds to get them out to people. And where they make their money back at is people buying the games and people buying the accessories. You know the PlayStation controllers, the PlayStation camera. You know, you know, buying games, you know, for the console. That's where they make a good chunk of their money back is the assess- the things that go with the console. Um, and that's the same for Xbox and Nintendo. Now, I, I don't know so much about Nintendo. I don't know how, if, how much of a loss they take on the consoles, on, on their consoles. But especially for Microsoft and Sony, they do take losses on them. And 
I'm sure you can count Xbox, you know, Live and PlayStation Now a part of that. You know, how they make their money back. They're all the extra services that they offer and accessories is how they make their money. Because, you know, uh, controllers aren't cheap to begin with. If you're going to, like, a Walmart, Best Buy, or Target, especially when the consoles first launch, uh, a new controller is going to cost you roughly 60 bucks a pop. So, that is $60 that Sony is making off the consoles. I mean, off the uh, consoles controllers. You know, and then all the, of course, the other accessories. But, again, we, we, we have a big PlayStation 5, re, uh, not reveal, but PS5 event coming up Wednesday. Uh, I'm, I am going to be tuning in for that event and watching it. I am excited to see what they are going to announce and what. Now, in the off chance that they don't release a price and release date, I do think that would be a mistake. Because we're just over, what, a little over two months away from these consoles launching. We're almost, you know, we're almost at the mid of uh, September point. And October. Realistically, October is not that far away. So, with October not that far away, once we get into October, we're a little over then a month away, and we still haven't known the price of the PlayStation Five. That that wouldn't be good, especially since Microsoft has released the price and release date. Um. Which I, I, I know the release date. I'm kind of blanking on it. Uh, it. People can correct me. I think they said it was November 10th that the Xbox uh, is coming out. Xbox Series X and the S are coming out September, not September, November 10th. Which I do think is a release date. I have heard from some things. A potential release date for the 5 could be November 20th, 10 days after the Xbox launches, which would be a good launching window for them. Um, I don't see them releasing it on Black Friday on around Thanksgiving time. Because um, as far as I heard, you know, a lot of stores... Are not doing Black Friday this year. So that wouldn't make sense anyway. But. You know. November 20th sounds like a good release date. Maybe that's not the release date. Maybe they go a few days after. Uh, Xbox. Or they try to. Press it forward. And go a few days ahead of them. I don't know. Maybe this. Uh, event will tell us. Everything we need to know about the PlayStation 5, I'm excited for it. Again, if they don't reveal nothing, then people are going to be disappointed. And a lot of people will be saying, you know, Xbox obviously has the lead then. A lot of people are already saying Xbox already has the lead. But if they don't reveal nothing, 
then yes, Xbox would have a huge lead over uh, Sony. But there are a few games that are able to go transferable. I think again, don't quote me on this. I think you can upgrade Assassin's Creed Valhalla for free if you bought a certain edition. I'm not for sure on that one. Maybe it's for the standard edition too. I, I'll have to look that up. But I, my personal opinion is I agreed with CD Projekt Red. Games should be able to transfer over for free regardless. And that's why they are releasing both their games, Cyberpunk and The Witcher 3, for free to anybody. You don't have to buy a certain edition. You can just upgrade any of the editions for free. And I do like that. Because they even said themselves that gamers should not have to buy the same game over again. Just because the next gen consoles are coming out. I, I, I like their approach to that. And I hope they stick with that. There's been a few other games that have, have done it. Again, NBA is doing it, but you can only do it with the Mamba Edition. Um, and I think there, there's, uh, there's a few other games that I can't think of off the top of my head that are um, come over. I think Control is also going to be able to upgrade for free. Uh, but I, I think that's cool, and that's something, again, all studios sh should do. Now, it's up to the developers and the studios if they want their games to go over for free. Again, some studios are are charging people to get the uh, upgraded version, which is fine. It's within their rights to do it. Uh, but, yeah, going forward... I'm glad more studios are coming out and saying, no, we're not going to charge people for the game again. They should get it for free. I like that approach. But to end the podcast on a, a good note is that we got a big event Wednesday. And I will be covering that event in my Friday's episode. And at this time, I promise... I will be coming out with a Friday episode. No matter what happens, I will deliver you guys an episode on Friday. Um, but thanks for your guys' patience. And until Friday, see ya.